The Rip Talk summons you to a conversation from the crypt of pop culture. Gatekeepers Mark and Jamie resurrect the musical and artistic subcultures that brought them together in Omaha during the early aughts with dark detours into the paranormal and the occult. Dance with them to the undead pulse of days gone by. From post-punk to poltergeists, theirs is a story of a cultural awakening at the end of days. Hello. I want you to get in a comfortable position. That can be sitting down. That can be laying in your bed. Or that can be driving. But you're going to have to close your eyes if you're driving, and you're probably not going to want to do that. So no. Whenever you get comfortable, I want you to take a couple deep breaths in. And then you can feel relaxation throughout your body. I want you to picture your childhood cul-de-sac, our neighborhood street. Once we're there, I want you to look around, but also I want you to notice the flickering street lights. Also, there's a fog coming in. Feel this feeling. You're scared? Good. Now, I want you to walk down the street. Notice the street sign. It's called Elm Street. Our crybaby lane. Once we're at this point of no return, I want you to take a right. That right has a house. You also notice that there's stairs. Go up the stairs, but I but the house is more important here. So the house is probably flickering with lights. Scary. There's probably strobe light in the window. Walk up the stairs. Look at the door. The door is red, it'd be white, it'd be black, but in this scenario, it's red. You're feeling anxious, worried, scared, wanna cry, you wanna run. But you're not gonna run. You're going to actually get it together and make a decision. There's a decision you're gonna make. You're either gonna knock or you're gonna ring the doorbell. I'm gonna ring the doorbell. We're ringing the doorbell. Okay, we're gonna ring the doorbell but just be prepared because this isn't your normal house. This isn't just scary house on the block. This is the haunted house. So ringing the doorbell, we're ringing the doorbell with two feet. We're ringing the doorbell with two fingers. Be prepared to what or who answers the door. Everyone, welcome to episode one. This is Rip Talk, and we are your gatekeepers into the haunted house. All right, moving forward, baby. So we kind of um, dove into this episode in terms of like, what does Halloween mean to you? And we, you know, we talked about it and like what it means to Mark and I, aka Doc. But 
we also kind of got into like the theme, you know, it's a popular theme of haunted houses. And where was the, where did that come from? Why are we doing that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, where that even come from? And so we wanted to take a deep dive into the unknown of the haunted I'm going to ring the doorbell, just like I told you guys. Do it. I'm ringing it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, guys. So, haunted houses. Home. Was where the dead were mourned, and where memories of their presence often remained. So, it is only natural to expect a house to be haunted. Or feel a presence lurking around the corners or down the halls. Today, just like I just said, we're going to ring that bell to see who opens the door to your nightmares. So, history lesson 101. You guys, it's the Great Depression. It's a dark time. Okay? So, teenage boys flipping over cars, sawing off telephone poles, and engaged in other acts of vandalism across the country. People began to refer that year's holiday as the Black Halloween. Also, currently 2020. <laughs> <laughs> And so we're going into this kind of like, (laughs) you guys were in the, we're in the great depression. Okay. What you you have these kids, you're depressed. We're in 2020. People are wiling out, lighting things on fire. And so what better way to collectively get together and form a community bond you know let's do trick-or-treating let's do halloween parties let's do haunted houses some kind of attraction to get these kids off the streets and that is when the makeshift haunted houses became a thing so people would hang up raw meat could you imagine raw meat hanging up where on the wall outside noted on the wall so like people they they went to their local butcher and they're like listen tony give me give me a slice of that right there i'm gonna get a a shoulder of that pork don't make it too thick i don't have a lot of money but i need it to be skimpy whatever you have back there that no one's buying i need it so that's what people were doing they were talking to their butcher so the butcher was packing it up wrapping it packing it and these people were going home and they were hanging it on their walls. And they're like, all right, we're gonna hang these, we're hanging this meat up on the walls. And we're gonna make it real scary. And then we're gonna dim the lights. The lights were dimmed. And then whatever kind of things trickling down on your face, we can hang from the ceiling. So you were feeling your it was a sensory overload. If anyone had sensory issues at this point, like you were done. Like you, you were like, I'm out of here. <laughs> you were either seizuring, you had a seizure, <laughs> or you were like, you turned around immediately. So um, there was these things hanging, like spider webs and stuff. And so sometimes, depending on where, what kind of house this might have been a barn, might have been a barn. You had a, one of those things that were like moving around on the floor. So your floors felt like wiggly. You know, (laughs) (laughs) so this was, this was, you know, people were doing this and they were just trying to make these like people so scared and like you would, they would have like these screams, like the demonic screams. So guests would feel like, you know, their experiences were so unreal. Like they didn't know anything, you know, like this was, we're talking like early 1923, you know, but around there, um, so this is this was what was the haunted house, and obviously over time, 
the attractions got more uh, professional. You know, you had people in character dressing up, scaring you, and then making it more like sceney, right? Like, I'm going to go to this haunted house and there's going to be, you know, a guy with, you know, a chainsaw and stuff like that. So they're just like pushing the boundaries. So that's in the Great Depression and that kind of made the haunted attraction what it is. But everyone, here is the real thing. We are going to talk about haunted attractions today that were at one point actual haunted houses. So these people got smart and they're like, we're going to make it a double a double header here. <laughs> we're like, yes, this is More haunted. More bang for a buck. Exactly. Okay, so check this out. I'm going to be talking about Mystery Manor. Mystery Manor is the oldest running haunted attraction in Omaha, Nebraska. Everyone here, you guys, if everyone who's listening is that's from Omaha. You guys are like, yep, know that. And so a little history check on that. So before it was owned and ran like a house, it had some traumatic, it had some traumatic stuff happen to it. Okay. So like in the early 1900s, so it was like 1910 to 1916, it was a tuberculosis hospice, like TB. So like TB was rampant back then. (laughs) And that's what it, cause it was, it's a pretty big, it was kind of like a big place. So people, they would use this house and people would come there. And if you had TB, like that's where you would go to essentially die. And so through that range, like six years, 296 people died. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's insane. That's a lot of people in this house. So then it got turned into apartment buildings, like not an apartment building, but like inside that, like, you know, they put sectioned it off to apartments and it was kind of like a, so it was an apartment building, but also I don't know really like it could have been something darker than that. Like, I don't know what they were running in those apartments, but story has it that a mom and her child were living there and they got murdered in, in one of these apartments. So you have like 296 people dying and then you have this like traumatic death also. Also, dying from TB is traumatic. And so... So the death count is currently at two... uh, Let's bring it up to 300 because we don't really know what's going on. So so you have the, the mom and the little boy dying. And then, I don't know because I'm not like a historian. And like when I go and look for this, it's kind of like vague. But what I'm gathering from this was after the TB happened and like they then moved it into individual apartments, it was ran as like more of like a, um, like a sex, a sex worker house. Do you know what I'm saying? A brothel. And so a lot of things happened back then in the day, you know, like, and also no one had control over like alcoholism. Like it was like, that's what people weren't even drinking water. They were just drinking whiskey. So can you imagine like going to a brothel and having so many, like you form emotions, you form relationships with people, but this is like their job. You know what I'm saying? So people get crazy and like they murder. So that's what happened. I'm thinking, and it's, was a really dark time. So these people are just getting chopped up there. And along with that, you know, the great depression was, this was before the great depression guys. So there was a guy and his wife. So this is, we're moving forward. This guy, his name is William Hall and his wife named Greta Hall. They purchased the property and he's mega rich. He has like stocks on stocks. 
You know, like he's just like, this is it. I'm living. He's stocking. <laughs> he's stocking it up. So <laughs> this 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 story, if I'm correct, is the story that they talk about when you go to the attraction. Correct. Yes. I always so thought this was fake, just to let everyone know. Yes. I thought this was like a fictional thing. Yes. Yes. So this is a story. So we're at present day, right? Not present day, but this is what everyone knows of the Mystery Manor. So William Hall and Greta Hall, they move here. And this is a time where, you know, everyone's rich. If you have any kind of stock market, anything, you're making money. And so stock market crashes. Ding dong, the witch is dead. October 23rd, 1929, guys. That's where we are. Stock market, stock market crashes. And it's claimed that William, like any any normal human being, like all of your investments and all of your money, like can you imagine being so rich at that time when it was just like pennies to live? You know what I'm saying? Like everything that you've owned are all of your monies, it's gone like that. And so he has a, a mental meltdown along with everyone else. Everyone at this time... Right, Doc? It's like everyone is losing it. Oh, yeah. It's, Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, 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 the Great Depression is 2020, but like on a different level. So it was. it's just like everyone's losing it. And so he, amongst everyone else, like this is a really haunted time in history, but he loses it and he doesn't know how to understand like what's happening to him. So this guy goes and gets an axe. And this was like an actual like traditional murder weapon at this point in time, like in that era for some reason. Well, they didn't really have, I don't know. Anyways, he gets his ax, chops his wife up into all of these pieces and buries her in the front lawn, not the back, not the side, not in the cornfield, nothing in the front lawn. So that you already know this guy's unhinged because things are not adding up. Like a normal person would be like, mm, I'm probably not gonna <laughs> chop up my wife and bury her in the front lawn. I would, I would hope not. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, guy, you're, you're out of here. So he does that. And then a week later, her brother finds out that he killed her. William killed his sister. Okay. So he somehow obtains this axe, this murder weapon, and he kills, he chops William up the same way that his sister got killed. Okay. Like he's just like, he murders, he murders him with the same axe. Okay. So murders him. Things happen. This is on, this is on. This is on October 30th or something around there. Okay. I don't know for sure. So no one actually like fact check me here, but it's just like I said, it's kind of like he say, she say, but around, uh, I think on the 29th or the 30th, William gets murdered by the brother. Buries this guy next to the plot that the sister was initially like moved to after they found her. Right. So then, um, the brother on Halloween gets murdered, found murdered, dead <laughs> with the same murder weapon on his, in his skull. Dude. Okay. So like this, <laughs> okay, hold on. So this is still an unsolved mystery. Okay, so it's like, this is still unsolved. And the rumor has it that the brother was killed by the ghost of William Hall. Okay, and then it goes into the actual haunting attraction of that's who's haunting it. The brother of Greta. I think there's a lot of people haunting that place. No, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But that's, but that's the kind of, that's the gist because it's an unsolved mystery. Who killed it? Okay. So a couple of red flags here. Why hasn't this ax been confiscated for actual 
clues to the murder. Was Sherlock not around at this point in time? Where, who is the 402 of, of, who's the Sherlock of 402? That's what I want to know. Yeah, like um, you would think they would have Sherlock come in and be like, okay, immediately we're taking this weapon and holding it, detaining it. Because this weapon was used not once, not twice, but three <laughs> times in a weapon, yeah, <laughs> in a murder. So it's like, what happened, guys? Like, honest to God. Well, it is, it is weird. And I wonder, I want to know, like we tried to reach out to the guys that run Mystery Manor because we wanted some answers. Yeah. We wanted some insight answers and maybe some more conspiracies and stories. Uh, But their mailbox was full. Um, I'm going to keep trying because I think Because people are wanting... Because they want to (laughs) know. And they probably want (laughs) to just go to the haunted house and see if they're opening... if they're open during coronavirus. <laughs> they definitely uh, hi, do. There's a pandemic outside, um, but is your haunted house open? <laughs> yeah. Can you still scare me? Um, so then this guy who owns it now buys his property and is like, yeah, I'm going to profit off of this amazing history. Also, I want to say this to you guys. So here's another what red flag that I have. So William and Greta, they used this house as like a meeting house. So they were, they were rich people. So I wonder if, I don't know what they were involved in to tell you the truth. Like I was trying to dig some more into it and they never, it never really like came to like a real answer, but it was said that when they bought the property, they were, they held like meetings and like, they were like a social, they were like socialites, you know? So I wonder what, what was going on within that house. And I don't know. It's just like, it's a true mystery. (laughs) Well, I hopefully we'll get some answers. Um, I, I've always loved that haunted house. Like that was always like my favorite to go to. It's scary. Uh, I'm, they used to bring celebrities there and you could get your audit, like get autographs like and stuff. Uh, I met Gunnar Hansen, who was Leatherface in Ooh. Texas Chainsaw. That yeah. was like, that was like meeting Elvis Presley to me. I was just like, oh my God. Because awesome. that movie is messed up. That so is crazy. Sc- it's so scary. Um, but uh, I love, I love the mystery manor. And I think that it's cool sometimes that they'll have it open like, like once one night only during like the summer or like, you know, like just to kind of give you that, you know, that vibe. So yeah, they have it. So they have it open. Like I was like, they have it in April. So April they're open 2021. And so there's so many weeks that you can look in the month and like see if they're open. And I don't know what kind of tours they have, but they do it. And, um, they do say that um, at the end of the night, there is, like, if you lose something, like, things stack up on the staircase, like, put there by 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 whatever is haunting whatever ghost out of, like, the 400 that are there, right? So it's, like, they actually have, like, things happening behind closed doors. So they have that. They'll also see a really dark shadow lurking all the time. Um, And funny fact is my dad's best friend who we grew up with grew up in that house in an apartment. And he told me that when he was sleeping, so his room at the time back in the day, you would have like a, a, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a, a space this big above your door and it was like a window and you can like move it for like ventilation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he said that he, that was, he could see the light come in because it was like, it was see-through. It was like glass from like his, the outside, like his the living room or like whoever was out there watching TV at the time. And when he was, him and his brother shared a room together and he was laying down and it just went black. And then came inside the door was like a winged, um, almost like a black angel. Um, kind of like it was, it was all black and, but he could, he said that he could see distinctively like feathers, like wings, like angel wing. Yeah. 
And he closed his eyes and he opened them again and it was still there. And he tried to get his brother up and his brother was just like, fuck off. You know what I'm saying? Like, leave me alone. So then he like closed his eyes again and woke up, like opened them again and they were gone. But he said that he would experience a lot of that stuff, but it was never malice. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm here to bring you fear. It was more or less like, I guess like probably because of all the, the death that was there due to tuberculosis and that murder. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like people were suffering there. So it's, yeah. you know, I don't know. And I feel it like, necess- yeah, doesn't necessarily mean it's like malicious. Mm-hmm. It's just, so, I mean, there's a lot of people that died there, you know? Yeah. So he felt that for sure. And he was telling me, cause I could not believe, I almost fell out of my seat. I had to pick my eyeballs off, off the table when he was still around to eat dinner. I had to pick my eyeballs up. Yeah. I had to jam them back in because I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was just like, you lived there. And he's like, yes, I did. So I mean, yeah. And there, there's so many different stories that I've read or whatever from that place, but I wouldn't, I'm not surprised at why it's like that, you know? Just residual hauntings and just people just trying to figure it out, just like any other house. You don't, honestly, it's like, it's really. Wasn't it a a firehouse at one time? I could be mistaken. I could just. No, you know what it was? It was a hotel for the railroad, the Union Pacific Railroad. Oh, wow. So that's also, it was, um, it was like an apartment kind of hotel that they would go because we live in an area where the Union Pacific, the railroad is like, it's like on the, on the way, right. In Omaha. And so people would just be like, yeah, I'm I'm staying the night here tonight because I have, I'm working and I need a place to stay. So they would, how is that? So just like I said, like there's probably so much more that we don't even know that went on in that house. And it's so old and there's so much history and trafficking that's going on. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. But yes, they do experience a lot of hauntings today within that space. And the guy who owns it, it just is it a complete genius for buying that property and turning it into a haunted attraction. And I think that that's so I don't know why I'm attracted to the fact that there is there was a real haunted house and it was turned into a haunted attraction. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like prime real estate for exactly. that type of <laughs> Like, well, I mean, it is what it is, so we might as well, you know, get a few coins out of it. But, yeah. Um, I know when me and Jamie were uh, doing research for this uh, episode, we uh, I brought up the um, this uh, story to her about um, I was at uh, Funplex, which is like an amusement park in Omaha. A water and, park. Uh, yeah, water park. But they have like a water park and some like rides or, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's like whatever, but, um, they were doing like haunted like houses during like the Halloween season and I went to it and I, the one, the house that I, uh, went through was, it was really scary and it was like really spooky. It was about, it was very like demonic, like demonic based like stuff. And, uh, we got out of the, the, the attraction and I was talking to like the woman that ran like the ticket booth or whatever and then this employee that was working inside the haunted house came out and was like oh we need to get a broom and a in a uh something to like you know pick up debris because another glass just got thrown and i was like looking at the person i was like what and they're like oh yeah um so ever since we started doing haunted houses like um we've get, been getting like paranormal activity and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that's normal. But like, that's, I, I so we brought up the question and we were uh, thinking about it was like, if you create a haunted house, are you essentially opening like a portal or a gateway to like actual paranormal activity? Yeah. Because of you all know? the energy that you're, you're releasing and like you are harboring, is that a breeding ground for a haunted house? Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can yeah. look at the, you know, paranormal, a lot of paranormal activity in houses like poltergeists 
And it's because of that person is essentially breeding that, you know? So why wouldn't that happen in a haunted house attraction? So it's It's, kind of crazy. Well, and it's just like, especially because it's like, you know, this, you know, haunted houses and like attractions are like theatrical. Mm -hmm. They're, they're like theaters, but they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, and it's almost like, oh, even like this theatrical thing that I'm doing, am I unknowingly participating in like true occult rituals and like opening something up? I don't know. That's for you to decide. That's for you to decide, baby. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of into it though. I'm like, yeah, sign me the fuck up. I'm obviously paying full price for this. I don't care. I'm in it. (laughs) I, but it's scary though. Can you tell, oh my God, you guys are going to lose it. Your eyeballs might drop out of your skulls, For but sure. <laughs> Mark was telling me that he went to a Christian. Oh, house. yes. You guys have, I think they're called horror houses or something. Rightfully so. <laughs> and somebody told me that there was like a Christian haunted house that was being run in Omaha. And I'm like, well... I want to go to this because yeah. I am a recovery Catholic and I want to know what this is all about. So um, it was, it, I kind of liked the, the aspect that they, the avenue that they took because it was about like real life horror stories. So like it was about like, you know, like drug abuse and, and I don't know, violence <laughs> and all this. So like there were these rooms that were like scenarios of like being a part of a gang. Thing. Yeah. And, like all that, you know? So I kind of liked it. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of sweet. Yeah. I was, like, it kind of just brought into like a different, like the idea of a haunted house into a different perspective. I'm like, Oh, so like life is just like a straight up spook show 24 seven. People are and, fucked up. Like, <laughs> so it was like, it was like, like I was, I was waiting for like the Jesus twist and it came at this time where like, it was a totally dark room and I'm not even making fun of this. Cause I think it was actually legit dope. Uh, mm-hmm. we were in this dark room and then we hear like, we hear the voice of, of God and he's like, I'm here. And, I, <laughs> and then like <laughs> this giant spotlight that was like up in the ce- up in the ceiling, like just like shines down like looks like Jamie's face right now it was like that bright it was just was like boom and you're like and like there was like smoke in the room so like so it's pretty much my scene right now yeah it was <laughs> it, looked, like, it looked very like I don't know it just like felt very theatrical and very yeah. like I was like I'm fucking here for this and then um there was people crying and like I mean people were like losing their minds um I was perfectly fine but at the end of it, there's like a there was like a row of tables that you could talk to like a Christian person about, <laughs> I, I guess, like God. Becoming a Christian. You were going becoming, to what is that word that I'm looking for? Word thing converted, thing? converting. You were going to take that vow. I did not take that vow, um, but <laughs> I was really. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, but I did love it. Like, and I'm not even like making fun of it. I actually thought it was a really smart idea and it's a good way of getting kids to not be so bad. Like, I think, well, that's just organized religion, right? Like they scare you. They're like, let's, let's play mind tricks and let's give them, (laughs) (laughs) let's give them the worst case scenarios. And so they can convert themselves to us. And we have well, the control. Well, then I guess you could essentially call it like a mind trick. It was a mind attraction. Trick. It was a mind trick attraction. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, that's, that's my take. That's my take on like Christian haunted houses. I'm a big fan of them. Uh, there's there is a documentary about them. I think it was made in like 2002. I have not seen it, but um, I think I'm going to. What's it called? World. I think it's called Horror House. <laughs> So I'm going to give it a whirl. I, maybe this You're going to dip your toes. You're going to dip maybe. it and skip it. You might skip it. You might not skip it. Is it <laughs> going to be a trick or is it going to be a treat? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to find out. <laughs> yeah. There's this also 
while we're on the topic, but there's this Christian camp called Camp, is it called Camp Hope in like the middle of Nebraska? Like I don't you're know. Going to, it, you guys, legit, I think there was a reality TV show that was filmed there. And I just, it's so crazy to me. Okay, we got to get off. We got to get moving. <laughs> we cannot be on this. Um, so yes, that was that bring it, wrapping it back up. That is the history and one of a classic examples of a haunted house, original haunted house turned into a haunted attraction. And well, so I, it's cool. There's I so many of them though. I think it's pretty, I mean, I, that's another thing is like, I wonder what the possibilities or like the probability of haunted attractions being haunted or like Mm -hmm, being on mm -hmm. like haunted ground prior or whatever. Um, but I thought it was great. And, you know, I mean, I like that kind of stuff. I like backstory and I like folklore. I like, I like knowing, you know, who knows if it's like anything is fabricated or urban legend or, you know, so it's an unsolved mystery and I'm always down for that. Yeah. I love it. It's a true unsolved mystery. Do you like that effect? Was that a fl- like a flame? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> You're like the fire starter. <laughs> I am fire starter. I love fires with gasoline. I love it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Also, I think that we should dip dip into um, what is the making of trick or treating or Halloween day. Do yeah, you have, like that, do you have that scoop for me? Listen, I got some information I would like to share with you. It's pretty. It. Uh, it's pretty hot. Okay. It's um, hot. You know, when we think about Halloween, we think about trick-or-treating. I'm like, well, where does that concept of trick-or-treat mean? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, and like going back on the theme of this pod or this episode, we're talking about like the things that we do in preparation for the big day. And I was doing my research and I came upon a night that I was not familiar with and that many uh, Americans also do not know what this is and it only occurs in a few states in the United States and it's called mischief night or it goes also by a name called like they have a devil's night gate night uh they have some other cabbage night was another one that I was looking at I love gate night I do too yeah like welcome (laughs) to gate night like it's like Hey everyone, welcome to game night. This is what's happening tonight and only tonight. So make sure you close that gate. <laughs> the gate is open. Yeah. It sounds like something that would be like a like a football. Something. Like a, some kind of sport, right? Yes, like, yeah. Welcome to game night. <laughs> okay. So anyways. Perfect. So this it's called mischief night and what it is is it essentially i'm going to be reading some of my notes so if i'm looking down and i'm looking crazy you know why mm-hmm. um so mischief night it occurs on the uh night before halloween so it'd be october 30th 30th so um during this night uh it people are known like children and teenagers are known to cause minor mischief uh, teeping houses, uh, egging cars, sh- uh, putting shaving cream on cars, like minor uh, acts of vandalism. Still illegal, but this is what they did. Illegal, but fun. Yeah, but like nothing destructive. No you know one what got I mean? harmed. Well, or, okay, I will, okay, I will okay, get to that. Okay, okay. Um, so <laughs> I was essentially... <laughs> you're jumping ahead, Jamie. Let me... <laughs> All right. Let me give you a trip. Let me give you, a, you know, we're taking this journey. Um, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to pipe it now. <laughs> Where's your claw? <laughs> there. Snap it. <laughs> so, uh, Mischief Night, uh, it's, I was, when I was doing my research, I actually found out that this was actually a night that was, uh, that occurred in Europe. That's where it actually started. 
Um, and the first ever uh, cases of mischief night started around uh, 1790, and it involved a uh, school in uh, Oxford where these students were studying under this headmaster who was putting on a play that uh, revolved around the themes of like pranks and tricks during a night called mischief night. AK also told, this is who taught us our, our life. The headmaster. (laughs) I love that name headmaster. Yeah. (laughs) It's so dignified. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, Oh yeah. The headmaster. That's my goal is to be a headmaster. So, (laughs) so the intersection though of, um, of mischief night and Halloween, it kind of started shifting. Oh, I would like to also preface that this night didn't necessarily start on the night before Halloween. It actually was the night before May 1st. So the, uh, the night before May Day. And so it was, uh, the same kind of concepts, the same kind of tricks, the same kinds of pranks that were going on. But the night then shifted and moved to uh, the night. Let me see what I have down here. Uh, November 4th. So that was uh, the night before Guy Fox night, which is like uh, some kind of uh, night that um, people celebrate in honor of People trying to like burn down the houses of parliament, I believe. It's like V and, <laughs> v and Vendetta. If you've seen that, you know what it's about. It's like gunpowder. Um, I thought it was like gunpowder. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. They they have that, they call it that, and they also call it bonfire night. So they have a different, you know, a few different names for it. Um but the uh people that immigrated from uh Europe that came here in the nineteenth century um still like would somewhat celebrate Guy Fox uh Day. So that's how the holiday came to America and was celebrated in November. Um, and then I don't know exactly the true, you know, way that these got threaded into the night before Halloween. But um, a lot of people do say that it was in retaliation to, from Black Tuesday which is essentially like the beginning of the Great Depression. So um, who knows if that, you know, that major day affected, you know, I'm sure it affected everybody and everybody was like in an uprise. The great, so. Yeah, the Great Depression really, I feel like, pushed people to limits of like, well, what are we going through now? It's like people are being taken away from their occupation and they're not able to work and they're, you know... Their businesses are closing. So it's just like essentially that's what was going on, right? So yeah. it's um, crazy. So also like during like the 20s and the 30s, Halloween became like this like festive like night where people would dress up and it's a traditional Halloween. A that party. We yeah. yeah. So um, I, from what the research I was uh, that I was uh, looking into, I got these like stories of people like saying that maybe it was, like, loosely, uh, you know, this night was, like, loosely created because people wanted to kind of, like, get removed from, like, those traditional, you know, fun and games on Halloween and make it a little bit more about pranks and tricks and everything like that. So fucking up the system, essentially. It's pretty much like we want to have fun and fuck you and we're just going to live it the fuck up. Hackers, they were like hackers who were going to hack the ha- hack Halloween, and we are going to we're going to give some people a rude awakening. Um, also, <laughs> the <laughs> what I love. So, okay, I love that that term hackers because <laughs> yeah, we, like, I just I, came up with it. Yeah, because we kind of like low key want to be hackers. Um, well, put that in the word bank, because I think we can use that for a multitude in a multiple. It's very multi-use. So uh, the states that practice this holiday would be Michigan, Ohio, New Jersey, where I'm currently at, and New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Um, My partner is from Jersey, and I was asking him about it, and I was like, what is this? And he's like, oh, you don't know what this is? And, like, he was telling me, he was, like, say, like asking me, like, I, like, like, 
no, dude, like nobody knows what this is. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I thought everyone did this. And I was like, no, it's like not a thing. And he told me that it was a real thing. But, um, you know, it was just like he said that like the the times he's experienced it, it was very like, you know, like toilet papers, you know, toilet paper being thrown or like rotten food being thrown or, you know, things that wouldn't cause classic things like I'm going to smash your pumpkins. I'm going to egg the principal's house. I'm going to get some, you know, what is that? Shaving cream, shaving cream. I'm putting it all over your car window. Yeah. Fun stuff. Like literally my and Mark's dream of like (laughs) just a regular night out. (laughs) Good time. (laughs) Um, So, uh, it's also, it would also, I wanted to also note that like, uh, this night is also uh, referenced in the movie The Crow, in the comic book uh, yeah. graphic novel The Crow, and uh, because that takes place in Detroit. Um, so I thought that that was kind of interesting because I think that that was the first time I ever even heard of such a holiday. And um, I kind of love the name, like, Devil's Night. Like, that sounds, like, so... Sounds fun. It sounds and like a... Boring. It sounds like... It's like yeah. Devil's Night, who wished so. to... In- bark on this night of constant <laughs> terror mystery love i feel like it's like devil's night means love <laughs> <laughs> no am i off fuck i mean i think am i off are you off is that obvious, what you obviously because you just looked at me like i was just checked out of the insane asylum which are you possi- possibly could have happened but have you ever been turned on that's the question i really by, by- <laughs> so uh just to kind of conclude all of this um as of like recently it's not been the holiday is not really celebrated that often uh, and when it is, it's kind of more like people like ringing their doorbell and like leaving like baskets of candy. It got very generic, which is like, you know, I mean, I guess it's the sign of the times. Um, I guess it's like less about, you know, trickeries and more about the treats. Yeah. Um, but I think it all in all, I think it's just, I, uh, the appeal of like a night dedicated to like, you know, pranks and tricks and. I think it's so much fun. I wish that was like still going on now. Could you even imagine? Uh, it might be, but it is though. There's yeah. a constant, dude, people are tricking me every day. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting someone's constantly a uh, professional tricking me. Like, do you <laughs> Yeah. I think we're all, we've all been tricked. Yeah. Recently. It's like, do I dare even open up my bedroom door do i dare step my toe on the ground leaving my bed today because i only can fucking imagine what i'm getting myself into today from some (laughs) some trick someone's playing on me i think once you step outside of your house it is like fair game (laughs) i'm not i'm not into astrology you guys i really I kind of have a hard time believing in it. I've kind of been getting into it recently, but yeah. there's like some kind of thing going on, some retrograde jargon um, rumors I've been hearing. <laughs> and that's why everything is so <laughs> fucked right now. Um, we are but- in a constant retrograde. We are in constant retrograde. <laughs> I wish I knew more about that too. Well, I hopefully I'm going to get my friend on here and she studies ancient astrology and she could read our charts and maybe hopefully we could get a guest on by that time and we can maybe get yeah. them a reading. Well, so we really need to get our shit together is what we're saying. And we're going to have someone come on here professionally that's going to read our charts and really point us in the right direction that we need to be in. Right. They, they were going to they're going to look at their chart and they're going to be like, you should you should have done this 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. All right. Yeah. I see. 2000, 2003. There's a dip in your chart. <laughs> that's that's where you lost your way. <laughs> that's where you fucked up and you continue to fuck up because if you can see it keeps on going in the red. Yeah, no it, as you can see up. in the graph, it goes down. It just keeps going down. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. 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 The trajectory I mean, is just yeah. going. <laughs> In other news, today you just fucked up again. So <laughs> I think it's a con delusions and denial. That's what it, that's why we are still alive. Constantly. Well, you know what? I love life though. I think it's so funny. I, I think I, even like the nasty things that happen in life, like I, I'm, I just like to think, try to view it in a positive way because like, it's just a zest, you know, like it's exciting and I don't know. I'm, I hear you, you know, but it, like what, how much complaining can we do? Especially during the quarantine. Exactly. We got this, we got each other. This is, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better thing right now. <laughs> you guys, seriously. So there's a lot going on in our, both of our lives, but I, the things that Mark and I say to each other, it's just like so out of touch with reality just because we <laughs> try to like stay positive, but it's like, our, we're so skewed in like what reality is that it's like our, po our things that we do to get positive are like what will make us positive is just like putting a witch finger on and being a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do feel like you have a lot of power when you have this on, you know? You I mean, do. I you posted on, do. I posted on my Instagram the other day about yeah. my love for witch fingers. Like... When I was little, I had a green witch finger. <laughs> it had like a it had a wart on the knuckle, and then like a like a red painted tip fingernail. Yeah, yeah. And I used to wear that thing everywhere. Like I mean, it was like it made me feel like Good. beautiful. You know? It made you feel like you had power. Yeah, it made it, you feel like you can just tackle things. Like this is something that you need to fix this issue now. <laughs> Figure it out. I mean, how are you going to make it right? Well, I just hope everyone has a witch finger. I hope everyone can find the love and the appreciation for life as I did in that witch finger. Yeah, the witch, the witch finger is a real, it's a real thing. It's a power move. And <laughs> I feel like I got, so I, <laughs> I, it's true. It's a true thing, right? Like it's. It's I like, mean, I, I feel like an executive of some kind of corporation when I'm wearing this. Absolutely. You know, like, I don't know. Turn it around now, right now. <laughs> you're talking to me? I don't think so. Turn lady. it around. Absolutely. <laughs> you're not talking to me. It, I like it. I'm trying oh. to make my, I'm trying to make my Gatorade bottle. Um, I'm trying to make it a popular thing. So... <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to make moves. I'm trying to make it like. like I feel like every time you bring it over to her face, it just disappears. <laughs> I, yeah, it's because I have the green screen on. But yeah, I kind of like that it disappears. It's like a, mm -hmm. a some kind of sorcery. It is a sorcerer in the, in the backdrop. <laughs> it is really funny. Um, I w I did want to ask you a question. Okay. What? Like, do you have any soundtracks that you're listening to that brings you into, like, a spectacular mood? <laughs> uh, I do love, um, I love the soundtrack to Neon Demon. That's, like, a really, <gasps> okay. that's good. Uh, it's the same guy that did um, Drive, the same director. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, that kind of vibe. It's very synthy, you know. Yeah. Um, all those Stranger Things soundtracks are dope. They're I hear so you a hundred percent. I have a funny story to tell you. Are you ready to hear this? So yeah. when Stranger Things came out, I was working. I'm not telling you guys where I was working. I was working in a very professional place, and um, my boss. I am walking down the hallway, and I had a show. I had to show him something, and I'm knocking. No one's coming to the door. And I'm just like, what is going on? I knock a little more, nothing. So I try the door handle. Yet do I know the door handle goes, door opens. I could hear music, but I didn't know what it was. This dude is literally blasting different versions of Stranger Things soundtrack. Like, the, like the remixes? Things, yes. And I was like, uh, um, okay. Are you fucking kidding me, guy? And so like, I think that's awesome. It is, but also I'm just like, 
All right. He was feeling he he obviously resonated with that. He was into it. It was just like, yes, he's just like this normal guy. And he was like, this is my this is who I am. I can identify with this on so many different levels and I'm just going to blast it. It was probably like one one p.m., mind you. And he was just like, I'm doing it and I don't care. I'm doing it. So after that, I walked away and I was just kind of like, hmm. Okay. I mean, what do you say to that? What do you say to that? I would say, dude, I wish I could hear this at a club. Like, yes. tell me you would not be like, oh, the Stranger Things Trust song, is, yeah. theme song is on. Some like dance remix. I mean, yeah. how could you not be like, oh, this is like. You get into character immediately and you're just like this. <laughs> yeah, you're in it. It's just like, what <laughs> other. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, you're in it. That is so fucking funny. So yeah. what about you? What soundtracks have you been listening you wanna, to? So you want to know, I don't, I, I, so we, I just want everyone to know that we have a Spotify um, and we uploaded our music, like kind of what we're listening to. Mark and I t- have a tendency on listening to like songs on repeat. And so we were like, well, what are we listening to? So we kind of had to break away from that and like put other songs in there, but when I was doing that, I put in, I think that the song for Cry Little Sister from oh, yeah. Lost Boys. Da, 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 Little sister, I love like, the kids' <laughs> choir part. <laughs> I was just That's trying a- to sing that, yeah. I don't know the words, but. Oh, when they it's were so like, like it, it's so like. You for it's, 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 it's like so, I give me give me the choir give me the crypt sounds yeah. give me the church the darkness where yeah. I'm just like thank you here yeah. we fucking go we're blasting off like that's yeah. where I'm at and that song hits it every time and also my name's in that song um it's just like yeah that's what you're I'm like, into you're like cry little sister cry little sister thou <laughs> shall not I want to say I want to self is it fall. I don't know. I think it is. I think it is fall. But yeah, that's it. I listen to that almost, I listen to that song quite often, mind you. And I'm just, every time I'm just like this. Yeah. I can, <laughs> you get like a, you, I feel very, um, like I was connected. Like in a church. Yeah. yeah you're connected. It feel, it's like, yeah. But you're connected to that holy one. <laughs> the whatever, one. the holy one, whatever that thine who shall be. That sign shall <laughs> Okay. Um, speaking about the podcast or the uh, Spotify playlist, so we decided that we were going to make a playlist, a new playlist for every episode that we have. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it does, I mean, it has just like loose themes, but I think I'm going to like throw in some like wrenches into the machine and throw in some like mm. Ace of Base every once in a while because. Love it. Who doesn't need that in their life? Um, but it's all a lot of like, you know, just things like get you into the season. If you're feeling even spooky in the summertime, it's going to be a lit soundtrack for your lifestyle. Yeah. And even if it's not, it's also just like it's it's a mood. It's just like 100 percent. You're like you're fucking feeling it. You're just like, yes, I'm hanging from the fucking ceilings right now. And like, I a, va- am- like a vampire bat. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm in love with the devil. What about it? <laughs> I do really That's, like your backdrop. Your backdrop. Do you? I love. I I really like the smoke. I'm so happy. I'm. I really do. Can you guys? I want you guys to really oh, yeah. see it. I'm trying to do. Buffy the Vampire guys, Slayer is the best show ever created. Oh my god! And I want everyone to just really take some time and to give it a couple times to look at this because I know the first literal fucking show, like the first episode, looks like it was filmed on a calculator, like a T a T four, one of those T nines or T fours or one of those Texas calculators. You know what I'm talking about? Where you can like oh. plug it up and you have like you can. At the time, it was like head of technology. It's like yeah. you want a T four? Oh fuck yeah! You can like send me cheat sheets. Texas and stuff intru- like. instruments. Yeah. That's what it, episode one for Buffy was filmed on. 
that's what it was filmed on a calculator. Take a look, take a dip, Mark tonight. Look at it. It was very weird. It was it was also very like intriguing. You're just like, where is this yes. person going with this? It's, I love it. Well, here's the thing. I was always a big fan of the movie when the movie came out because mm. uh, I loved Christy Swanson. I wanted all those clothes. Yep. I thought that Pee Wee Herman was in it. So oh yeah, you really couldn't. Oh, and Luke Perry was in it. Luke Perry. I mean, come on, guys. Like, that movie, why didn't we talk about that? Buffy, the movie. Is good. And it, it, I get mad when there's, like, fans of the TV show that don't like the movie. because Yeah, same. I'm an OG, baby. I saw that thing in the theaters. So, but I love both of them. Yeah, they're definitely different. I, what I love most is when Buffy actually fell in love with Spike. And, like, Spike was her companion. And it's like... I- you don't like that? No, I mean, I do, but like... He courted her for so long. He was courting Buffy. Spike courted Buffy when Angel was fucking out and about being Sherlock. And they got to it. They And then when Buffy's mom died... Listen, I don't there. even want to get this deep into the show. Because okay, you know, just, this is like seven... This is like for like seven episodes. Like, okay, I'm so, just, Season, we're we're, it's not even episodes of seasons at this point. I can't even talk about that Buffy's mom. (laughs) Okay, but I'm just telling you, Spike, really, like, I, he lived in a tomb, and he loved Buffy so much, and you guys, when Buffy ended, I don't, I know that you guys, whoever watched this, the, literally from season one to the last season, whoever watched it and they saw the ending and like, oof, I feel like I just got jerked. My heart just got tugged. I felt the witch claw. I felt the witch finger going, poking my heart. You need to go, you need you need to get wrapped back into this. Okay. I, think, I don't I even know. want to talk about, I can't okay. even, I think we need to save at least three episodes dedicated to, to the series because it is so good. It's the best written, most, oh. it was so progressive for its time. Absolutely. And, it opened, like, I mean, it opened so many, it, like, Twin Peaks was, it, Twin Peaks, like, changed television. For sure. And I also, I believe that, like, the next transition of, like, that, of that change was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because I think they were the first ones to do a musical episode. I could be wrong uh-huh. on that. I'm sure. I don't, yeah, many. I don't know, but. And also, Buffy's fan base is, like, deep, you guys, like. We should, we'll get, we'll get a Buffy's expert on here and they can tell us like an encyclopedia of the show. Oh yeah. It's, it is a real thing. And anyways, Spike's behind me. I love Spike. Bottom line. It's just like a true, he's a true dream. He really is a person who had changed throughout the season. And it's like, it just, you resonate with it. Yeah. I really, (laughs) he was such a, fucking asshole and then like over time just became this like beautiful person (laughs) i just i try i'm trying i'm trying to do that (laughs) well moving forward please moving forward jamie you need a moment um i that's pretty much all i have to say about I don't know, for our first episode. Me too. We have, um, so what we have for you guys is we talked about our Spotify. We also have an email um, that you guys can send us emails and maybe pick up some of the questions that we had in our, what we provided for you guys today. Um, And also give us uh, feedback. Give us stories that you guys want us to talk about. Topics. Um... Just like fun stuff or even just write us and we can just, I don't know, read it out. We're going to obviously read them, but we're, we just want to hear from you guys and how you, if you even want to talk about how stupid your fucking day is, tell we're us. We're here for it. Yeah. We're, we're here. We like that. We like that kind yeah. of stuff. Because Mark and I struggle every day, every single day. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? But yeah. I think we're just more, more vocal about it. We're just like, but we're also highly dramatic. So take that for what it is. Take it for what it is, every 
everyone, go out and get your eight pack of Witch Fingers at Target for $1. They glow in the dark. Put it on. Feel empowered. Listen to the fucking Stranger Things soundtrack. (laughs) Club remix. (laughs) Club remix. Um, And just let it loose and let us help you get to that point because we are already there. So if you want us to join you, fucking write us emails, let us know what's up. But that is conclusion to episode one. Uh, thanks to you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks guys. Um, this is, this is just like Mark said, it was a lot of fun and <laughs> we, <laughs> we are going to be working on episode two soon. So we'll let you so guys just know. look out for it. Hopefully we'll have it done by Halloween. If not, then we'll have it after Halloween and yeah. we're just going to carry the tradition on. Yes. So from your gatekeepers, From your gatekeepers, Jamie and Mark, we are signing off. Pleasant nightmares. Bye. Pleasant nightmares.